Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Senior Living Today. With so many options available in senior living, deciding what type of community and care level is best for your loved one can be overwhelming and even confusing, even more so when your loved one is experiencing cognitive changes. On our last episode, we discussed assisted living. If you missed that, be sure to go back and listen. Today, Stacy Walters will be joining us to talk about memory care and memory support communities. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. All right, let's start with some of the basics. What is memory care and what services are included for memory care residents? Well, memory care is a specialized unit we have here on campus for our folks that may have diagnoses of Alzheimer's or dementia. Um, We provide programming and care for their level, um, all person-centered care for what they are involved in, their culture and spirituality. Um, We try to meet all of their needs, um, whichever level they are when they come and join us. So I know sometimes it can be hard to tell if your loved one is experiencing normal cognitive changes just related to aging or if they're developing a type of dementia. So what are some of the signs that it might be time to look for memory support services for a family member or loved one? Well, you know, it could be a variety of things and you know your loved one the best. So if you start to see little changes throughout their day-to-day routine, um, it might be time to um, get an appointment with a doctor and seek some medical advice. It could be as simple as um, losing your keys, losing direction, forgetting where you're going, where certain items are, or even um, who your loved ones are. So I know the search for the right memory support community can be overwhelming for families, and we know that not all memory care is created equal. So what should families be looking for when touring communities, and what kind of questions should they be asking? I think you really need to look at uh, your lifestyle and your loved one's lifestyle, your home life. As soon as you walk into an establishment, I think that you will be able to feel in your heart and in the surroundings whether it would be a good fit for your loved one. It could come down to programming, like I said, spirituality, religion. You need to look at your life and your family life and decide what things are important and what is impactful for your loved one. Are they going to fit in with the others? Do they offer programming that goes along with your day-to-day routine and what they were into? So next, let's talk about security, because one of the main reasons that families will move a loved one into a memory support community is because of concerns such as wandering. Uh, So can you talk about the setup of the Ohio Masonic Communities Pathways Memory Support Neighborhoods and the security features that the building has? Yes. Well, number one, we have 24-hour care there. We've got activity personnel there five days a week, and all of that is contained in our in our um, Pathways building. It is a locked facility, so you do need to be let in and out. We've got a beautiful courtyard um, that is secured where family members and staff can take loved ones outside. Um, and it is also... Um, set up circular so that if someone wants to get up and go, they can go freely and there's no one there to stop them. So if they want to walk to their heart's content, they can. Uh, There's also rooms available outside of the unit where loved ones can get a change of atmosphere and a little bit more private time and go visit. So I know that you've touched on programming a little bit and a few of the questions we've talked about. And when searching for the right community, programming is just as important as location, safety, and quality of care. Uh, So what type of activities and programs are provided in the Pathways Memory Support neighborhoods at the Ohio Masonic Communities? Well, like I said, we do person-centered care. So upon admission, we like to talk to the loved one and the family members to see what their lifestyle was like, their hobbies, and what they enjoyed doing. From there, we create person-centered care plan 
where we can determine what activities would be suitable for that resident, things that they dislike doing. And we are very, very open-minded and our activities change daily by the way our residents are feeling. We have a lot of entertainment. We like to bring in a lot of outside groups, uh, schools, choirs, things of that nature. We also do a lot of pet therapy, a lot of compassionate touch, which is like soft massaging of the arms and hands, all the way down to manicures and personal care. We tend to do a lot of religious activities based on what residents are residing with us at the time. We do have our own chaplain here. So we have Bible studies and church available to anyone who needs it on all levels, all cultures. Uh, We like to do a lot of arts and crafts. We partner with a lot of local organizations and bring in art teachers of that nature. Um, Bruckner Nature Center, we like to bring in um, animals and things, science, anything that our residents are into, we will make it happen. And then are families included at all in the programming for memory support? Yes, families are always welcome. We love it when families come in to help volunteer, help out. And, you know, if a family member or resident has a great hobby and they can bring light to that hobby and we can create an entire activity around it, we love to do that. That way the resident is still bringing forth their accomplishments and the things that they did in their life and activities that are still meaningful to them. So in our last two episodes, we talked about the positive impact of socialization for our residents. Can you talk a little bit about the positive impact that that will have on socialization for memory support residents as well? Yeah, I really can. Uh, you know, you can have your your loved one at home with you for a long time, but what are they doing? You know, what are what are meaningful activities that they are really doing at home? So I think that in our pathways, it really brings socialization to their life. We can introduce them to like-minded individuals. You know, we don't like to have the idea that the success of your activity is by how many people are there. We like to take two people, three people who really enjoy it, who are really going to benefit from that activity and get them together. So you can create long-lasting friendships, you know, even with the diagnoses that they have, they're still living, they're just going in a different direction. So the search for the right community is not the only overwhelming piece of this process. Uh, Moving can be very overwhelming for families as well. So what is the moving process like for memory support residents and what should families expect? Well, I think first of all, you need to take a look at their room and bring anything that's meaningful to them. Pictures, knickknacks, anything that's going to let them look around and say, hey, this is my room. This is my space. I feel safe here. You also want to make sure that their space remains safe so you're not bringing things that are not necessary. So residents are allowed to bring their own belongings and family members can bring Yes, it is very encouraged that they bring uh, their own belongings. You might have a day where someone is confused, where am I, what am I doing? Um, And you can say, well, here, walk with me. Let's go into your room. These are your items. These are your family members. These are your loved ones. Um, This is where you are supposed to be. So as we close today, are there any other um, tips or pieces of advice that you would give a family searching for a memory care community for their loved one? Yeah, I think that the caregivers really need to take care of themselves as well as their loved one. You cannot really, truly care for your loved one if you yourself are stressed or under any type of duress. And you will have a much better relationship, I think, with your loved one when you are calm, cool, and relaxed and there to visit and just have a good time and not be the caregiver. 
Well, thank you for joining me today. In our final episode of our four-part series, we will be talking about skilled nursing, including long-term care and short-term rehab. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. And thank you all again for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. Mm -hmm.